Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. All sorts of fired up to have you guys with us. Josh Pate joining us at 4.20 p.m., your upset picks of the week on the show. We've got Kelly Ford in the very, very next segment of the show. You will not believe what Coach Prime had to say about something we're going to open the show with today. We've got Truth Serum. We've got your upset picks, and we've got you. And we've got a chance for you to win tickets to college basketball, Maryland, Clemson, UAB, and Davidson in a tournament in Asheville. We get your chance to win those tickets coming up later in the show. Absolutely we do. In the meantime, here's how you can touch base. 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E. That's 844-326-3663. The upset pick contest opens in an hour. My upset pick is due in 100 minutes. And as yet, I do not know who I am picking. In my upset pick this week. You know, some weeks on the upset pick contest, there are, it's a dearth of options. Like, brother, you are literally in Death Valley. Like, I, I need to try to find something here. This week, it's like I've got so many options, I don't know where to go. That's what I feel as I'm looking at these games. Uh, Josh Pate joining us. When is it fair to judge a head coach? Is it too soon to make any judgment on, uh, on Shane Beamer? And um, to what degree... To what degree uh, are the police who want to be all over Michigan right now, to what degree are they on point? Would the Big Ten dare to cut off its nose with Michigan despite its face? Or would the college football playoff dare pull a morality clause in their voting process? And, of course, my friends, that is where we open up today with the Michigan saga. Now, Diesel... Uh, if you would be so kind, um, I sent just for your viewing pleasure, okay, the most damning video of what Michigan has done, and it took place in last year's Ohio State game. I sent the video of it of it to you on the Fan Upstate Twitter, okay? And all I want from you is to watch the video and tell me what you see and tell me what you think because I got to be honest with you guys, like, everyone wants to, like – to, like, tie you down to these viewpoints that you have. Everyone wants you to be married to these viewpoints. The more I hear about this Michigan saga, the more worried for them that I am, okay? 
because there's a lot of there's a whole host of different talking points on this. All right. Some are saying, well, the NCAA has a witch hunt against against Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, they do. They do. That's clear. But they're also finding stuff when they when they do this treasure hunt. So I'm watching this video right now and I see uh, Ohio State uh, come off the ball like they're going to like they're going to call an audible. The Michigan sideline looks instead of looking at the play, which appears to be somewhere around the 20 yard line or so. They look straight across the field at the Ohio State sideline, wherever they're making their play call, and they look at it, and then they all point up in the air. Pass. It's going to be a pass. It's going to be a pass. Is that, I mean, is or is that one of four, is that a route concept? Is is that, it, does the finger pointing up, does that, is that what that means to you, Diesel? You read that as pass, right? Yeah, I read that as a pass. Okay, so, so the Michigan is clearly has a clue in as what Ohio State is doing. Now, do you remember what happened last year, Diesel, when Ohio State played Michigan? It wasn't pretty for Ohio State. Now, who won the national championship last year, Diesel? Remember? Who won? I don't. Georgia won the national championship last year. Do you remember what happened when Georgia played Ohio State in the college football playoff this year? No, I don't. It was. Are you you okay there, man? Uh, well, you know, when you don't tell me what we're talking about and you throw these things at me no. out of the blue, I don't know what you're asking me. No, no, no. It's like and I, that's a very open concept of, do you remember what happened in the national championship? Yeah. No, I don't. That's all it is, is an open no, concept. No, I don't. All it is is an open concept. So, yeah, it's an, it's an open concept. Um, and, you know, what happened when Georgia played Ohio State was Ohio State led till the very end. They led till the very, very end. Okay, of that game. Um, And Georgia won at the very, very end of that contest. Right. And then what happened? Georgia rolled TCU. So you're watching Georgia play to the to the very end against Ohio State after you watched Michigan dominate Ohio State. And you're putting up the little hmm emoji here. You're saying, well, wait a minute. I just saw Michigan lose to TCU. I saw Michigan lose to TCU at the Open, right? Uh, And then I'm seeing Georgia really struggle with Ohio State, but Michigan rolled Ohio State, so this isn't making a lot of sense. Then, okay, you have people saying, well, the rule is dumb. The rule, this rule enacted in 1994. um, uh, This rule enacted in 1994 in college football that you can't have video video equipment, stealing signs on the sidelines, et cetera, et cetera. You can't do it. Enacted in 1994. Okay? Um, the rule is dumb. Gets no sympathy from me whatsoever. How do we know that this video doesn't show that the Michigan sideline figured out their signs in the middle of a game? This doesn't prove that they electronically stole and then studied their signs to figure them out. They could have easily figured this out in the middle of the game. I hear Ace of Base in my mind. I saw the sun, and it opened up my mind. I saw the sun. I mean, that's what that's what Michigan must be feeling when they've got these ideas. Madcraft says if your signs stay stagnant all year, that's on you and you alone. It's partially ridiculous. Yeah, baseball uh, uh, managers change their signs up multiple times throughout the season. You have to do. You have to do that. 
Number three, uh, and this is one of my all-time favorites because so many people do it for every single argument. Everyone is doing it. <laughs> okay, uh, still no excuse. And number three, show me the evidence that everyone's doing it. We got a P1 Michigan fan listener, Michigan J. Todd. Michigan J. Todd, show me the evidence that everyone is doing it. Number four, Harbaugh didn't know. That's that's juicy, right? No, no, no. He didn't know. Everyone's jumping up and down no. around and pointing to no, the sky. Scotty doesn't know. He didn't know. Scotty Harbaugh doesn't knew. know. Scotty doesn't know. Love that movie. Eurotrip. Eurotrip. Great Euro movie. Trip. Yeah. Who was the uh, actor that was singing that? That was Matt Damon. That was Matt Damon. Uh, that is on the list to watch with the wifey. That was such a good movie. A lot of nudity in that movie. Oh, is there? Yeah. Maybe scratch that. Definitely don't watch it with a kid. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, so... It's your responsibility to know. It's happening within your program. I don't believe that he doesn't know, number one. Point number two, it's your responsibility to know. It's your responsibility to know what the hell your, your, your team is doing. Okay? Ignorance, is, uh, ignorance of the law is not a get-out-of-jail-free card from the law. Right? And then my favorite among all of these excuses has got to be well, it offers no competitive advantage. It really doesn't. Really no competitive advantage can be found here. Well, if, if that's the case, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it if it doesn't offer a competitive advantage? Because the last thing I saw was Michigan destroying Ohio State and then Ohio State coming this close to beating Georgia. And that didn't make sense to my eyes especially when I saw Michigan lose to TCU, right? I saw them lose in that game. They had a month to, to plan for TCU signals, right? They had a month to plan for this. They couldn't do it. Couldn't get it done. Couldn't do it. So between all of these excuses, guys, it offers no competitive advantage. Harbaugh didn't know. Everybody is doing it. The rule is dumb. Um, and you know, as you, as you, as you look at this, as you look at this, um, throughout, do any of these hold water to you? You know, do any of these, as you're looking at these excuses, do any of these get Michigan out of a heaping of trouble? It does seem to me like the NCAA is digging especially closely at Michigan. But every time they do, they're finding something. Jim Harbaugh has poked the NCAA for years. You poke the bear, bad things happen to you. Right? He's poked the NCAA for years. He had a chance to get out last year. He could have been in the NFL right now. And he, and he didn't do it. Right? He, like, he didn't do it. So, um, and the NCAA is coming after him. But you'd like to think, folks... You know, that if a police, if the police search your car, they're not going to find anything that's going to get you in trouble. You know, come search my car. You're not going to find anything in there that's going to be incriminating to me. Okay? Um, every time the NCAA searches Michigan, and they are admittedly searching them har harder than anybody else, they're finding something. So is it a witch hunt? The rule is dumb. Everyone is doing it. Harbaugh didn't know. It offers no competitive competitive advantage. Do any of these BS excuses 
hold any water to you whatsoever? Do any of these BS excuses hold any water to you? 71307 on the madworldattractions.com text line. Um, listen, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, comments right here uh, about the Michigan st- sign-stealing saga. And he says it's only part of the equation to winning a football game. I don't know how accurate that stuff is. I mean, everyone's trying to get an edge, get whatever edge they can. You could have someone's whole game plan. They could mail it to you. You still got to stop it. And football is is not as pronounced as baseball. If I know a curveball is coming, I'm, I'm, I got you. You know, with, with football, I don't give a darn. If you know a sweep is coming, you still got to stop it. You, yeah, you do, but it helps. It helps, doesn't it? Right? I mean, it, it, it helps knowing what the other team is going to do. It helps having a clue, having an idea, right? You are trying to get a competitive advantage. Now, I can tell you guys that I don't understand why it is a rule that you can't have somebody on the sideline with a regular phone trying to watch what the other team is doing. Why? Because you can see it plain as day. Okay? You can see it plain as day. If your wife is getting changed naked in front of the window and your window is open, is it somebody's fault outside if they see her nudity? No. Close the damn window. Right? Close the damn window. Matt Rule addressed this the other day, uh, Diesel, and and uh, he said that, look, we should be using technology, microphone technology inside the headsets. So you don't have to deal with this stuff. That's why I change in front of the window naked. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah. It's your fault for getting an eyeful. Yeah. Teach you a lesson. So, I mean, I, like, I can dispute the rule, and I can agree with you that the rule is dumb, okay? Because I can buy a ticket. I can film the signals with my hands on my phone to the best of my ability. I can then send that email to the University of Florida. I, like, I, I don't know how you enforce, enforce that. Now, you can prevent a guy from coming into the stadium with all this camera equipment, this hyper-zoom stuff, but if I can see from the opposing sideline a bunch of signage going on and then I see what play the team runs, okay, this is not that hard to decipher. Matt Rule is right. Matt Rule has a point, right? He's got a point. And I think Michigan is cruising for a bruising this year. And it's going to be fascinating to see if the Big Ten comes down on them, if the college football playoff committee comes down on them. Is this going to be a situation like the MLB Hall of Fame voters keeping Pete Rose and Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens out? They're just going to decide that they're out? Michigan, we're sorry. We're going to decide that you're out. At this point, folks, you can't put it past them. Yeah, it is a witch hunt on Michigan. But they've they've got a bullseye on you. They're, act, they're grinding their axe on you. And every time they do, they find something. And all I can tell you guys is this doesn't look good. This doesn't look good. You're doing something, take part, taking part in an illegal activity that you know is giving you a competitive advantage. Okay? 
Whether or not Harbaugh didn't know or knew is irrelevant. It's happening in his program. If you say everyone's doing it, show me evidence. If you say the rule is dumb, I'll tell you it's the rule. If you tell me it's a witch hunt, okay. When the cops show up to look at your car, make sure there's nothing in there that's going to get you in trouble. Every time they're finding stuff on Michigan. It amazes me how many times people who have illegal things in their car, weapons, drugs, whatever, have busted taillights. If you're trafficking, this is here's a little piece of advice for anybody who may be driving up and down 85 with illegal drugs in your car. Make sure your taillights work. Make sure your headlights work. Use your turn signal every damn time. Like, it's amazing how many people get pulled over for dumb stuff. Texter says, if you aren't cheating, you aren't trying. Of course I want everything on the up and up, but I wasn't born last night, so if one is doing it, I think plenty are. Yeah, but if you're the one who's caught, you're the one who plays the consequence. You don't get out of it because um, everyone else is quote-unquote doing it. Show me the evidence other people are doing it. Show it to, show it to me. Shane, uh, Shane Whited makes a, a very good point. He says nothing will happen this year, 2024 at the earliest. Yeah, the NCAA will come down on next year's team. Yeah, but what about the Big Ten? They're not held to those, that standard. Right. What but, about the college football really, playoff committee and how the they the question vote? you just asked, are they going to come down on the best team in college football this year? Probably not. That's not how they operate. You know, they, they take wins away from five years ago like that actually does anything. They're going to punish the Michigan team next year or in 2025. Like, that's going to do anything to this team. That's not how they operate, okay? That's not what they're going to do. Well, the NCAA, no. But there's nothing preventing the college football playoff committee from keeping Michigan out, right? Um, who knows? You out know, of the brand power invitational? No, they're not going to keep Michigan out of that. Who knows? Or the Big Ten coming down and saying, this is damning evidence, you know, we played for you the clip of uh, Greg Schiano saying there's some shady stuff going on in this game, and he didn't elaborate what it was. He said there's some shady stuff going on here. Diesel's seen the video. I mean, how shady does that look? They check to the sideline. They call something. Michigan's pointing up. It, it wouldn't be the first time a team in football knows what the other team is doing. In baseball, this is called tipping your pitches, Right. But, guys, on some level, this isn't that much different than what the Astros did. Banging in the trash can. They're using technology to get an advantage, and you saw what happened to the Astros throughout baseball. I mean, they, they were blacklisted throughout baseball right now. The Astros were. I don't try to absolve the Astros. Well, I'm not, Diesel. I'm not. Like, they were rightfully blacklisted throughout baseball wiretaps under their uniforms, banging of the trash can, depending on the pitch. Is Michigan not doing the exact same thing as that? Okay. And so this always falls along morality lines, right? Like everyone wants to see, well, let's see your closet, Mark Ryan. What's in your closet? Well, it's, it's not about what's in my closet. It's that they found a violation of the rules. And do not assume that Michigan's going to get off scot-free on this this season. Do not assume that, my friends. We've got Kelly Ford joining us next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Your upset picks free to come in at 4 o'clock p.m. this afternoon. Got updated standings. Guess who is back? On the standings board. That's right. Guess who is still over? <laughs> Honestly, I think it's more impressive that I hadn't got a single one right. Oh, that's right. It's harder to do. You know, I, I will wear this 40th place in our own upset pick <laughs> contest, Diesel. I will wear 40th place. Technically, I'm perfect on the season. Yeah, I will wear it with pride. I certainly will. I'm um, looking at the top of the standings board. Boy, you know, uh, Josh Pate is making a name. Uh, Josh Pate, I will say this about Josh Pate's score. He's halfway there in the upset pick contest. And our next guest, Kelly Ford, is in the top 25. So how about that? He's sitting there with nine and a half points, and he joins us right now from thelines.com. Follow him on Twitter, at KFordRatings. Kelly, I've asked you a lot the last few days, and uh, we are watching a historic level of incompetence from both Clemson and South Carolina thus far. Um, Right now, if the winning percentage that they have today, Kelly, is the winning percentage that they ended the season with, it would be the seventh worst combined winning percentage in the last 100 years for Clemson and South Carolina. Uh, Did some research on that the other day. Worst season, worst combined season, 1998. They were a combined 4-18, and a winning percentage of 182. Uh, this is not so much a numbers question, Kelly, but can I ask just your general assessment of where things have gone so awry for both schools? Yeah, Mark. Um, hey, I, I didn't have the the details there of the historical significance of how you know poor these seasons have been. If I'm looking at my numbers, I know you said it's not a numbers question, but just look at my numbers as kind of a baseline. 
I had Clemson coming in at this year, number seven in my power ratings. They're now number 19. And I get it. Power ratings are not resume rankings. It's not, you know, that's not how we evaluate a team at the end of the year with wins and losses. But just from an overall, where has it gone wrong for these teams? I think power ratings is an okay place to start. South Carolina started the year 36. They're now number 47. So both teams have been downgraded in the power ratings by, by a few points. I don't think the, from a power rating standpoint, I don't think these teams are quite as bad as their records suggest they are. I'm not suggesting that they've been, quote, unlucky to, to lose these games or to not win these games, but I don't think that the record is truly reflective of, of the strength of these teams. And I feel like for South Carolina fans, they should actually maybe appreciate what I'm saying this time because I feel like in the past, Mark, I've shared with you, hey, I don't know if South Carolina is really as good as their record is. Now I'm saying I'm not sure South Carolina and Clemson, for that matter, are really quite as bad as their records are. I mean, you look at Clemson, they're two overtime losses away from being, you know, six and one on the year. And if the second half doesn't get away from them against Duke, I get it. There's a lot of what ifs and should have, could have, would have. But just in a vacuum, Clemson's not that many plays away from being seven and zero. Now you only beat Wake by five points, so you could be three and four too. I, I get it. It goes both ways. And then for South Carolina, it's a little bit less um, clean, clean cut for them, but. Again, the Florida game was there for them. You can make a case that, you know, they hung with Georgia for the first half, maybe the first three quarters. So these teams' records aren't good. I agree with you. They're underperforming relative to expectations. That's not good. But I don't think these teams are quite as bad as their records indicate. Kelly, what's popping up on on all of your rankings and your ratings that's really surprising you at this point? Like, you, for, for whatever reason, there's an anomaly going on, and you can't really explain it. I think what's surprising me the most right now, Diesel, is the fact that we still really haven't seen teams break away in the power rating. Now, Michigan and even Ohio State, people are starting to say, well, Michigan's the best team, and it's not that close. Listen, Michigan's number one for me. I agree in my power ratings now. For the first time all year, they're number one. They are about three points better than my number three team in the power ratings. Them and Ohio State have about a a two-and-a-half-point gap between two and three. So we're starting maybe to see some teams break away, but it's the story of the year for me. We just haven't seen a team or group of teams break away and really establish themselves as a dominant force in college football this year. You think back to the CFP era, you know, it was Alabama for years and years. It was Clemson 2016, 2018. It's been Georgia most recently the last couple of years. We just don't have that team. Michigan and Ohio State are on a collision course, of course, for a game in about a month's time. So they're going to play each other. But I just there's still time. Teams can still break away. Those There's no breakaway at the top. Alabama and Georgia, both being you know the worst that I've had them power rated respectively in a long time. Alabama's at number eight. That's the worst they've been since 2008. Georgia at number 10. That's the worst they've been since 2016. That was Kirby's first year in Athens. So the, the, the recent powers are still really good but they're not pulling away from the pack like we've seen during the CFP era. Kelly Ford joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate. I noticed, Kelly, over in the ACC, you've got uh, Duke with the second-best odds to make the uh, ACC championship game. Essentially, you've got Florida State in, uh, and then it's going to be uh, who the blender spits, spits out between Duke, Louisville, and North Carolina. Is this a situation where you agree with your odds? The odds essentially say, even though Duke is the quote-unquote favorite, there's a two out of three chance they're not going to be the team that's in there. 
Yeah, Mark, the ACC is wild right now. Florida State, I mean, they're essentially in. I mean, they, they haven't clinched it mathematically, but for all intents and purposes, they're going to be in Charlotte. My numbers give it a 99% chance to happen. Right now, the, the Seminoles have a 71% chance to win that game. So, um, But then you're looking at a grouping of teams, Duke, North Carolina, and Louisville. And, Mark, I've said this a couple times this week. It's not every week. Actually, I'm not sure I've ever seen it. Duke went into last week with the third-best chance to make the ACC title game by my numbers. They then lost a conference game. And now coming into this week, they have the second best chance to make it. That's what happens when the team that was second, North Carolina, loses a, a game very unexpectedly. I mean, I think I had them by 24 points or something like that over Virginia. They subbed their toe. Now they fall behind Duke. So Duke actually is now in better standing relative to number one, two, three, four favorite in the ACC after a loss than they were last week before they picked up that conference loss. So, yeah, this week's game between Duke and Louisville is absolutely massive. The winner's going to have a 50-50 chance to make the, 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 the game in Charlotte. The loser's going to be down to a 10 to 15% chance. Other than Duke-North Carolina, which is coming up in a couple weeks, this Duke-Louisville game has the most conference championship game leverage left in the regular season. So if Duke wins this one and then beats North Carolina, I mean, that, that'll do it. If Louisville finds a way to get it done here, Duke, North Carolina is going to have even more significance uh, in, in a couple of weeks. But one of those three teams, I think, is going to join Florida State. If I had to guess right now, I know the numbers say Duke. I, I'm going I'm going North Carolina. I, I think North Carolina would probably do enough to get over the line there, even though my numbers right now suggest Duke has the very slight edge currently. Kelly, was there even a single data point in your ratings that could have predicted Virginia pulling the upset over North Carolina? Was there anything that said this position group for, for Virginia is actually much better than what the team's record is? I'm, I'm going back. I'm looking at it right now here, uh, Diesel. And as I go back and look at that, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, no, there wasn't. There, there isn't. Um, again, I think I made that spread like 24 points. I think the Vegas spread was, you know, 23 and a half or something like that. I mean, this was a monumental upset. This is two weeks in a row, mind you guys, that we've had an ACC game of the week upset over on the CW. I know people like to laugh in the summer when the CW got some rights. Well, hey, uh, Pitt went down um, to who was it when they Pitt went down to uh, Pitt, Pitt no, beat Louisville. Louisville. Pitt Lu- beat Louisville. Yeah, yeah, Louisville went down to Pitt two weeks ago, and then last week, of course, uh, North Carolina falls to Virginia on the CW. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Clemson's playing on the CW this week against NC State. So I don't know. Look out, Tiger fans, but Diesel knows. To answer your question, that was an absolute shocker. There was nothing in there that would have suggested that. I haven't seen anything from Virginia all year. Yes, they had just beaten FCS, William & Mary. Yes, they were coming off a bye. So if you want to say, hey, they had, they had that going for them, okay. But really, we were, there was nothing that suggested Virginia was going to, to be competitive in that game, let alone win it. You know, Kelly, it's interesting. Um, the, the Gamecocks and their two road games, Missouri and A&M, um, I trusted myself last week over the lines, over the analytics, over guys like you. And take this, Kelly, Mark Ryan 1, Kelly Ford 0. The, the truth <laughs> of the matter is, Kelly, you've, you've got like 99 points on me. But uh, all the analytics and all the numbers said that game was going to be close, South Carolina and Missouri. I didn't see it. I bet Missouri minus 7. I never felt like my bet was threatened in any way. Uh, I felt like before the season, South Carolina had a better shot to win at A&M than I did at Missouri. Uh, Missouri just happens to be having a great year, uh, but my feeling doesn't change. I I still believe this is going to be a game that the Gamecocks are in, and I'm curious what your numbers say about this one. Yeah, credit to you, Mark. That was a good call last week, saying that game wouldn't be close. I certainly thought it would be much closer than it was. Um, 
it's dangerous since you just said we disagreed and you won. I'll disagree with you again in the sense that um, the pregame win expectancy for South Carolina is lower this week at A&M than it was last week at Missouri. Last week I gave it a 36% chance. This week it's just a 16% chance. My numbers like A&M by about two touchdowns. I mean, 14 points on the nose is what my numbers make it right now. If I look at, you know, breaking down this game, South Carolina has a good offense. It's a top 25 unit for me by my numbers. Unfortunately for South Carolina, Texas A&M has the number six defense in the entire country. This is a really good defense in College Station. Um, it's going to be the best opposing defense that South Carolina plays all year by my numbers. Yes, I have the Texas A&M defense right now better than I have the Georgia defense as things stand. And then on the other side of the ball, the Texas A&M offense is better than I thought they would be in the preseason. They're currently a top 30 unit for me. And the issue that I've had with South Carolina all year is this defense, which is right now power rated a season low number 89 on the defensive side of the ball. I just, I just don't see South Carolina being able to slow down A&M enough. This game's on the road for South Carolina. I mean, that's working against them too. I just, I make it two touchdowns, Mark. Could, could it end up being a one score game? Sure. But I just I don't I don't see the path for South Carolina in this one. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. I just I don't see it in this one. Uh, Kelly, what you know, it's you've got to be in a little bit of a weird spot, right? Because when you do these shows, people act like your model's opinion is your opinion. In other words, your model speaks for you all the time. And I'm going to ask you this question, Kelly. What do you disagree with most about your model? Like you see a number that's spat out. My biggest issue with the model last year, and it wasn't just your model, it was every model, as you know, was Texas, right? I just yep. like, what, what are we doing here? They lose and they don't fall in your model. And I understand it's predictive, it's forward-looking, et cetera. But uh, where do you say, model, you might be the sexiest model in existence, but you're wrong? Yeah, um, that's something that I'm always looking at, Mark, and you're right. People do I, – I personally have a hard time sometimes disassociating K Ford ratings the model and Kelly Ford the person. I did just go against it earlier, right? I said Duke has the second-best chance, but I'm leaning North Carolina in that ACC race uh, to join Florida State in, in Charlotte. To me, if I'm looking at it, Mark, like right now, I'm going to my power ratings. I'm kind of in the top ten. I know I just got done talking about Georgia, and I have them number ten, and I don't – this is the worst Georgia team by my numbers since 2016 – I don't think Georgia is actually the 10th best team in the country. Like, I think they're better than that. I just, we haven't necessarily seen it, but because we've seen this play out with Georgia before, they kind of mess around, they, they, they dilly dally. And then all of a sudden they'll kick it into gear. This actually might be the week, Mark. I'm sorry to say it. This might be the week that they actually kick it into gear. Of course, they got their big rivalry game with, with your Florida Gators. So to me, having Georgia at number 10, that's, that's probably too low. I'll also say for me, like, listen, I, I took flack for not having uh, USC power rated higher than they, than they were coming into the year. Wow. And if I go to the, the – I, I know, the, 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 the USC page, I had them number eight in the preseason. People are saying, no way. They're way better than that. They're way better than that. And I was like, I just, I'm not sold on the defense. Right now I have them power rated number 16. But I'll tell you what, there are some teams on this list who I have below number 16 who – my numbers might make USC a favorite on a neutral field, but um, I don't think I'd be actually taking USC in the points against some of these teams below them. So Georgia's a team that probably should be higher if, if I had you know my opinion baked in. And USC, even at number 16, would probably be a team that I would have lower. Kelly, uh, power ratings. Who are the best three teams in the group of five? 
Best three teams in the group of five right now. Give me one second. Let me pull it up here. We actually have SMU, who has now snuck into the top. Not snuck in. They've, they've earned their way in. They are number 26 in my power ratings. That's the best G5 team. After that, we have to go down to Air Force at number 39. And then how about this? A couple teams. I'll give you four. South Alabama sitting at, at, at number three on the G5 list at number 40. But James Madison, the Dukes, are undefeated, of course. They're number 14 on my most deserving rankings. They come in number 41 in the power ratings. Tulane right after that at 43. Those are your uh, G5, G5 teams in the top 50 for me in the power ratings. One game we haven't touched on yet, Oregon at Utah. And I believe, Kelly, I've got a list of four teams that can win the national championship. All right? Oregon. Washington, Georgia, and Michigan. Uh, those are the four teams I think that are frankly good enough. All right? Um, but I think this is as tricky a matchup on the road at Utah as it gets. And if you told me right now, Kelly, that Utah would be plus two in the turnover margin, I'll pick them because that's exactly the, that's exactly what you can't do against a team like Utah that doesn't beat itself. Um, you know, without Cam Rising, who's now shut down for the year, do the Utes have a shot? Mark, this is my number one game of the week by my watchability ratings. I'm absolutely ecstatic for this one. Here's a stat for you, Mark. I don't think enough people are talking about it, and it's not necessarily actionable, but it's a real thing. Utah, if you take away the COVID year, which is just weird all around, Utah has not lost a game at Rice-Eccles Stadium since 2018. I mean, it's been five years if you take out the COVID year of weirdness since Utah's lost a game at home, that's absolutely insane, in my opinion. My number's like Oregon my, by seven in this one. But, yes, uh, Utah does have a chance. And the winner of this game is going to be in the number two spot in terms of chances to make the Pac-12 championship game behind Washington currently. The winner, Oregon-Utah, is going to be number two. Oregon, they still have a chance if they lose it. Um, Utah, I don't think does. Of course, not having Cam Rising, and that's official now, is going to hurt the youth. But if you would have told Utah fans that, hey, Cam Rising won't, be, won't have played at all, you're going to be 6-1 and one, uh, heading into a home game against Oregon the last week of October, and uh, that's where that's where things stand. I think Utah fans would have taken that. So I think this Utah team is really, really good. Uh, the Oregon offense is number two in the country for me. The Utah defense is number 10 nationally. That's going to be a fantastic uh, matchup. So, yes, U Oregon's my favorite. Utah absolutely can win. And I don't think we can overemphasize enough the importance of this home field for Utah. I think the game's at like 1.30 local time, so it's not going to be a night environment or anything. But, Mark, your Florida Gators know what it's like to go play there. It's a tough place, and I fully expect Utah to give Oregon everything they can, they can handle. you noticed I haven't brought up Florida a single time. We're not going to jinx this. I like the <laughs> momentum. I want, you know, I want Georgia, and I don't think I'm going to be able to successfully pull this off, Kelly. I want, Flo I want Georgia to come out sleepwalking against the Gators the same way they have against about just a, every other opponent, just about every other mm -hmm. opponent. It. And I know that if we use this platform to make it a big game, that has a, a lower percentage chance of happening. <laughs> so I'm going to stay hush-hush about Georgia-Florida, Florida-Georgia, uh, and uh, and hopefully that'll be the case. I'll be a really happy guy if I feel like Florida's in the game at halftime. Uh, Kelly, great stuff as always, man. Thank you so very much. Yeah, appreciate you, Mark. You and Diesel both. You guys have a great one, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. Thank you guys very, very much. Um, you know, the Major League Baseball postseason, right, had a had a had a, had a, a results the last couple of days that have just made me throw up my hands. All right, with empathy for the losing teams, and I'll tell you why. Uh, you've never before heard a better example of don't blame the player, blame the game. That's next.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. And we are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Fantastic to have you guys with us. Let's see what you guys are saying on the MadWorldAttractions.com text line. Uh, let's see here. Texter says, Harbaugh knew about it, and he don't care. He'll just go to the NFL. Yeah, but the NFL doesn't want him, honestly. The NFL is trending towards the hip, young, offensive-minded Mike McDaniel. Jim Harbaugh is old school, set in his ways, doesn't interview well, He's wanted to go back to the NFL. They haven't wanted him. Uh, let's see here. Win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. Just ask the Florida Gators and the Tennessee Vols. Yeah, based on what? Based on what? I mean, it's just conjecture, nothing more, smack talk, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, guys, I feel awful, okay, and I do. Uh, there's a lot of people I care about uh, in the city of Houston, all right? There's a lot of people I know that are from Philadelphia. Um, and the craziest thing is both Houston and Philadelphia went back home in their league championship series up three to two with two games at home. I mean, it's like the, 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 the only closer way you could have to, to winning the series is if you won it on the road, if the series was actually over. You're up three two, you got two games at home, you got to win one of two home games. In order to win the series, when the series starts, right, that's what you're going for. That's what everybody wants. If you say to the Astros, okay, you're going to be up 3-2 going back to Houston, how do you feel? You're celebrating. You say that to Texas, you're up 3-2 going back to Texas for two games. How do you feel? You're celebrating. And, guys, I just, like, it is it is my belief, okay, that the postseason system in baseball is just so damn random, okay, that it's like everyone's trying to make sense of it, and you can't. You know, can you make sense of what marble the roulette wheel spits out? You know, you're trying to figure it out. Man, why did the Diamondbacks outplay us? Well, they did. In these seven games, they did. But guess guess what else I'd like you to tell you about the Diamondbacks? Arizona ended the season on a four-game losing streak, and Arizona had a nine-game losing streak in August. It's now October. Two months ago, they had a nine-game losing streak. Okay? They ended the season on a four-game losing streak. To those who say, well, it's all about who's playing the best now. Yeah. Uh, a four-game losing streak. That losing streak would have knocked them out of any of these series. Okay? And I'm just telling you, you look at the World Series, you've got there's six seeds, right, in every in each league, six seeds. The five seed is in the World Series from the American League. The six seed is in the World Series from the National League. The worst seed and the second to worst seed are playing for it all. Does that mean they didn't earn it? No. According to this system, they earned it as, as much as anybody. But, you know, folks, 
compared to any other sports, okay, if you said if you ran it back, what would the result be? This one would have the most variable outcome of any other sport. If you ran this back, this postseason back, do you think you have the Rangers and the Diamondbacks playing again in the World Series? If you say yes, you're not grasping the randomness of baseball, a sport where the worst team wins 40% of the time and the best team wins 60% of the time, right? You're not grasping it. So um, the five-seed Rangers are playing the six-seed Diamondbacks in the World Series. But you ain't bona fide. That's right. So if you guys ran this back, who do you think wins? You know, like if you started the playoffs again, Right now, who's in? I can't say the Braves would be in, although they'd have a fighting shot. Do the Braves have to play the Phillies again? All right, you've got the one-seed Braves and the two-seed Dodgers. Neither made the league championship series. You had the um, one-seed Orioles and the two-seed Astros. Only one made the league championship series. If what you want is the most random postseason you can devise, then baseball is succeeding here, right? Because this is as this is just as random as it gets. Wild cards have made the World Series 11 times, okay? So if you want it to be less random, then you need a different World Series system. You know, just about every year in the NBA, I feel like if you ran the postseason back, like the Denver Nuggets would still be your NBA champion. Last year in the NFL, it was interesting because that was such a good Super Bowl. Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles. If you ran that back, maybe the Eagles win, right? But it's definitely down to those two teams. If you ran this back, I don't think the Rangers or the Diamondbacks are in are in the World Series. Not either one. And Arizona's gotten hot at the right time, and the Rangers have a great one through nine lineup, right? And you're like, Mark, well, you're taking something away from their accomplishment. I'm just telling you, this is put it in the mixer, drop a marble in a roulette wheel, and then try to explain the results that it spits out. You're seeing very little difference between the best teams and the worst teams that get into the postseason once the postseason begins. And it's got to be maddening to the investment you make as fans all year long. When we come back, as soon as the clock hits 4 o'clock, your upset picks go live, my friends. The upset pick contest is back right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.